Hello and welcome everybody back to the Inside Our Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hernandez. As always, we got some things to talk about. We got to talk about our tie that happened on Sunday, El Trafico, at our home, the final El Trafico of the regular season. Um, we ended up 1-1 in that one. Samuel Grandier ended up scoring in that one. Um, but not, I, I mean, it, it was an El Trafico. It was interesting. Uh, not one of those high scoring ones that we normally get, but it was still a very good game. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about our thoughts. Um, we got some galaxy related news as well, and we got some more questions in our segment. So we'll be getting into some of that. And uh, with me, as always, LA Galaxy Central, who just happened to crash randomly right now, but he's back with us. How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. How about you? Uh, yeah, it's going good. Um, you know, it's whatever's now we're in international break. We got things, we got a little bit of a break here. Um, after that mess of a sit of the of the last six but yeah but other than that we're good we're gonna hear we're here to talk about some galaxy talk about the last game so you know let's get into that man like i said galaxy tied against lafc 1-1 in the final El Trafico of the season uh at the dignity hill sports park samuel Grandier was the lone goal, goal scorer for the galaxy like i said 1-1 it was a, it was a very close i think um when it came to that game of course both teams were on are currently on the slump heading into the final phase of the season. Uh, this was a very important match for both teams. And um, But again, both teams end up sharing a point. I think a solid point for the Galaxy, but regardless of that, the Galaxy are now winless in nine games. I put eight games here, but we're winless in nine games still um, heading into the net international break here. I think there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of negatives you can take from this game. Um, oh, and also the RSL game as well. Um, before we get in, before we get into more to LAFC, we ended up also uh, losing against RSL before this game wasn't that great. Heading into that game, it wasn't you know we were all bummed out because we we lost last minute. But um, first off, what are, what are your thoughts about um, if you want to talk about the RSL game a little bit, and also what are your thoughts here on the LAFC match? Yeah, so as for the RSL game, it's a really unfortunate result because I thought we dominated that game finish I thought we had the better play and I thought we at least deserved to tie the game and the way we ended it was just heartbreaking I have no words to describe it it was a very painful loss and as for the LAFC game I think it's a disappointing result for the Galaxy especially considering they were at home but I think a point is fair because either side could have won the game yeah and I agree with that um I agree with all of those because it's just that first off the RSL game very disappointing very heartbreaking um the fact that we we're basically the better team in that, in that game. And we end up losing last minute. And I thought that was really going to affect us coming into this game against LAFC. Um, luckily this was at home. Um, and we, and again, an important game for both teams. And this, and this should have been, I, this should have been a game. I don't maybe not a game where we should have won necessarily, but it, it would have been nice for the, to get the win here. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of positives and negatives you can take from this game, right? Um, I think some positives you can take. Um, I think one thing that we've mentioned and, and I've mentioned was that the Galaxy need to be a little bit more resilient or not even just a little bit, just they need to be resilient when it comes to uh, playing their games. I felt like somewhat in, in this game, they were a bit more resilient. Um, LAFC ended up scoring first. Then we ended up coming back to score this uh, our goal, which ended up being the last goal of the game. But Again, it was a bit of uh, improvement on that when it comes to resilient, being resilient, having some resiliency. Um, I don't think the Galaxy gave up as easily as they normally did. And um, 
I think there were some, also some players that I think that haven't really been playing well that kind of been starting to, you know, bump up their game a little bit. I think those are some positives you can take. But, um, yeah, I mean, what do you have any positives in this one or any negatives as well? Yeah, obviously the negative is, once again, I think for like the eighth game in a row, we've conceded the first goal, so that's never good. We can't even have a lead. I think the last time we had a lead was in LAFC at the Bank of California Stadium. But a positive that you said was we did show resilience. We did come back to fight. There was times we thought we could have taken the lead, and it ends our winless our not winless run, but our losing streak. So I guess that's good. We have we're unbeaten in one game, so we can maybe take that into the next game and try to do something with it. That that's why I kind of say it's a little bit of a solid point because first off, we we were not uh, on a losing streak anymore. We were, th- we were we were losing in our last three, so that's good that we kind of broke that. Would have been nice if it was a win, but you know a tie. We'll do it with the tie. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there's some things that Galaxy still need to work on. I think the biggest thing is just finishing. Like you said, there was many times where we probably could have taken the lead in this one, but the the Galaxy just could not finish. There was, I mean, there were some unlucky, there were some unlucky uh, um, circumstances. I think there were some some things where it was like, man, like you, we really had that one. Like we should have scored on that one, but I mean, it is what it is on that. But I mean, I, I think it's still something that we need to work on is just trying to get the ball in the back of the net. And Greg Vanny has said it um, in the RSL game as well. He, he mentioned it that, you know, we just have trouble finishing. Chicharito said that, you know, like I've been, you know, haven't been that great. We need to, I need to grind more, need to try to finish a little bit more here. But yeah, I think that's kind of the big, um, big negative for me is that we're not scoring the goals that we need to be scoring here. And uh, I don't know if you feel feel the same way or just that, or I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's a little bit unlucky? Do you think it's just that we're not finishing the ball? We're not playing well in that part. Yeah. I just don't think we have a good playmaker to create goals for other people. We're relying more on our wingers, not really our midfield to create any goals. So that's why I think me and a lot of other people have said that during this off season, we need to get a good quality attacking number 10, as good as Vasquez is. We've both mentioned that he's getting up there in age. So I think the overall creativity and, unpredictability needs to get a bit better. Yeah. And, and speaking of Vasquez, I mean, what, a, what an assist that he gave to Grant during that game. I mean, that was just a, a, an amazing pass. The vision on that to like really get the ball through, through all those defenders and Grant Zier to take on the keeper and getting that goal. I mean, it was a great goal from, from both players. And, and I mean, you know, but like you said, Vasquez is getting old. I think that is something that, you know, we can't always rely on Vasquez. And, and speaking of the midfield, I think the midfield was very poor in this game. Um, especially in the second half, we were getting, you know, it, it's almost like LAFC just went right up the middle and the midfield did nothing. Um, I, I don't think the midfield played well, um, but I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But <laughs> another thing I think that that was kind of negative too, um, I don't think the subs played were, were did anything to the game. I don't think they really affected the game um, when that, whenever they came in. And, th- and like I said, midfield was poor. I think the subs were coming in with poor. Um, any players that you think that, that did good in this game or did bad in this game? Uh, yeah, someone I think that did good, which I think we can both agree on, is Samuel Grancier. I thought his effort was really good for the whole amount of time he played. Obviously, he got a goal. He made a brilliantly timed run, and I thought he was impressive that game. And yeah. for someone that played negative, I can go with, I don't know, I'd probably choose Nick DePew and Koulibaly. Obviously, Nick DePew was, I don't know, he was just a little bit slow. And I can probably include Hamalainen in that, like my weekly Hamalainen slander. But 
Yeah, so probably Hamalainen, Depew, and Kuli probably would be my three choices for players that played poor just because of their speed of play and them not being able to pass out of the back like they should be able to. Yeah, I, I think I agree with all of those. I think I think Granzier played well, and, and especially recently, I think Granzier has really stepped up his game. Um, he's become almost crucial to the, to the to the offense now. Of course, in the beginning, he was he was good as well. Um, the only problem in the beginning was that he couldn't score. Then at some point in the middle, and you know he was just playing bad. He was just playing poor. And then now he's really stepping up his game. He's gotten some goals in. Um, he he's like I said, he's affecting the offense. He's He's contributing. He's putting in the effort. Um, I, he's kind of balling out here. Um, I, I agree with Granzier. Um, when it comes to negative players, um, yeah, I, w- I would say those players were, were kind of were pretty negative. But to the extent of the fact, because all, all the negative players you said were, were defenders, I, I think that the reason why they did poorly, like I said, was because the midfield was poor. They were going really they were going they were slicing through the midfield like nothing. And then the fact that, you know, you know, Grant, not Grant here, uh, Koulibaly, Depew, they were a bit slow on it. And, you know, Hamalainen, we, we know what we say about him, our slander. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, they didn't they didn't really play as well. But it was just the fact that, you know, they were just getting up the field very, very easily. So I would agree on that part. But to give, like, a little bit of an excuse for them, um, yeah, I mean, they did not play that well. Yeah, I don't think Revolution and Dos Santos are a really good fit next to each other, but that's just my opinion. The chemistry isn't a hundred percent on that one. Um, no. So I, I, and hopefully, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do there, but you know, it's, it's either that their chemistry gets better, but it hasn't really, but one of them might have to come off and I don't think it's going to be Revelis <laughs> for that. No. One. So we'll, and we'll see in the off season, you know? Yeah. We'll see in the off season. Um, something else that interests me and, and we, and I told you this on, you know, that after the game was that, there was no Cabral at all in this game. That was interesting. Um, what, what are your opinions on that? Well, I'm not sure, actually. I don't think he was injured, so it must have just been a Greg's very decision not to play. Maybe he wasn't happy with his effort. Maybe he slacked off in training a bit. So we don't know. But all I know is our DP player isn't playing and a senior DP player, by the way. So that's definitely a problem for us. Yeah, maybe I should have asked him when I, when I met him. But um <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, I think that was very interesting um, that he did not. I mean, it, it was the fact that he didn't play at all. I mean, of course, him, yeah, not starting, him not starting was always like, OK, this is a big game. This is where you don't really need, you know, especially with Cabral not really performing well. Um, it, it's OK not to start him. But the fact that he didn't play at all was interesting. I think to me, it was almost like a a last minute decision of Greg by saying, you know what? he hasn't been playing well. I don't think he's going to, he's going to contribute and decided last minute, you know what? I'm not going to play him at all. And was it last minute though? Because on Wednesday he barely played at all either. So maybe it's just the trend that's been going on. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Greg did uh, express his, his, his thoughts about Cabral and saying that, you know, he's basically in his doghouse and saying like, you know, he, he's, he's not, he's not going to get as much playing time until he improves. But no, I, I mean, when it came to Wednesday, last Wednesday against RSL, I thought they were just kind of saving him up for the El Trafico. Yeah, but it's not been the case. Yeah, that must was not that was not the case for for Sunday. And to me, I, I feel like it was almost like a last minute thing by by Greg saying like, you know what, he, I don't think he's going to make a difference here. I'm just not going to put him in at all. I agree with that. Any other players, or do you think, or is that basically it? <laughs> I thought Dos Santos kind of had a poor game. 
as you said, he didn't really protect the midfield too well. He was slow to gain a lot of the loose balls, but he used someone that was not very impressive. No, uh, yeah, I don't think he played well. Uh, you know what? Who, you know, was another player I think that that didn't really play well. Um, and it might maybe might shock people. Maybe people are going to say, "Finally, you said this," but I, I don't think Chicharito played that great of a game on Sunday. No, he he wasn't really a difference maker like we expect him to be. Yeah, especially the RSL too. I mean, RSL he played as much as he got that that goal. He played very poor in that game as well. I mean, Chicharito has not like there has been so many chances by Chicharito these past few games where it was like, this is where you normally get the goal, and Chicharito's just not executing. I I don't know I don't know what's up. I mean, yes, he's coming off an injury. But I mean, he's had some games in his belt already, so it's like, you know, what's the what's the deal here? Um, I don't know what's up with Chicharito, but he has not been playing at, at least these past couple of games. I don't think he's been playing to somewhat of his standard. Yeah, that's why I think we need to start Joe Valtrick next to him to give him another goal scoring option. But that's just my opinion. Which, by the way, we didn't get that on Sunday, which we hoped we would have saw, but um, Joe Valtrick ended up did going in the game later on, but and that not didn't really, really impactful. Make- yeah, that, that didn't really make a difference either. Um, do you think there would have been a difference if we did start him? Uh, yeah, actually, I think it made LAFC's defense a little more stretched out. I think there would be more of an attacking threat early on in the game. LAFC pinned back, so I do think it would make a difference. But until we see it for the first time, I can't really judge it. So there's that. Yeah, I, I agree on all those. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, even though we got this tie, and we said this, uh, we're still winless in, in about nine games. So yeah. that's not great coming off of this game. Um, now we're heading into an international break uh, for, for the, uh, yeah, we're heading into the international break. We got six games left on the season. Um, the team's going to need to make some adjustments. Greg Vanny's going to need to make some adjustments. I mean, they have, they have the time, but we're getting there, man. We're, we're getting into the fi- yeah. basically the final stretch of the season. And this has not been that great, um, you know, the past nine games here. So it's going to be tough, but you know, we're all, we just have to wait and see what happens in here. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but by the time our game starts on Sunday, a week from Sunday, actually, we could be in eighth place. If Minnesota wins one out of their two games and Vancouver wins their only game. So the galaxy could, but hopefully not, but they could be out of a playoff spot by the time their game starts on Sunday. Jeez. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Galaxy dug themselves in a big hole. <laughs> yeah, it's so close. It feels like a curse. Seriously. It really does feel like a curse. Um, but, of course, we'll get into the final six of, um, probably in our next episode here. But, you know, of course, it's not going to be easy for the rest of the season. And like you said, no. gonna, depending on some results here, the Galaxy could be out of a playoff spot. Yeah, by the game, their next game. Yeah, so, I mean, this worries me. <laughs> this does worry me a little bit. I'm not worried because I really know what's probably going to happen, being not very optimistic, but I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I'm not that optimistic either, but, I mean, I still want to have my hopes up here. Um, but I hope we don't. I hope we don't. I hope we don't collapse this hard, man. I mean, it's it just sucks. Dude, what if we go like sixteen games winless? Like that will hurt me so bad. But I feel like it's gonna happen. I don't know why. I just look uninspired at the moment. And I, I mean, when you uh, look, I, at the, I mean, when you look at the next six games coming after this international break, it's not easy. I mean, look, just look at the next game, Portland. Portland is is what like one six in a row. Yeah, one six in a row. But I think they're in a, on a like a 
eight or nine ungame beating streak because they had like one yeah, tie in between. So very like, good. So like Portland has been red hot while we've been ice cold. So um yeah, I mean it, it's not gonna be easy. <laughs> no. So um yeah. But um yeah, that those were a bit of our thoughts here about LAFC. A little bit of a preview there too about what's coming up um in the future. But uh any other thoughts about the game and about um LAFC and anything like that? No, I'm happy we were able to come back, at least get one point, but it is disappointing we're not able to get all three points in. We just need to get out of this hole, really. If we keep playing like this and keeping out the same laps, we're going to miss the playoffs again. So I just hope we figure out a way to win a game. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully we find some way to win a game. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, it has to break at some point. <laughs> no, I don't think it will, but it might. Yeah. Um. So let's get into some Galaxy-related stuff and news. Um, let's put a little bit of happiness into our lives here. Um, Landon Donovan, um, his statue gets unveil- unveiled on on Sunday, you know, the same day where we played El Trafico, and he gets named into the Ring of Honor, of course. Landon Donovan, legend um, for the Galaxy, for the U.S., and really just all of soccer in general. I mean, this guy's you know, just has been amazing, has been an inspiration to some people. I mean, there's facts saying that, you know, people would people now started naming their children Landon now because of him and stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the guy is is, you know, an icon and, you know, it, it's great that he he gets a statue along with David Beckham and also gets um, gets into the ring of honor as well and gets his rec- the recognition. Not not that he hasn't earned recognition, but he now has more recognition to add to his resume here. But, um, yeah, what do you think about the whole Landon ceremony, everything like that, man? Yeah, I'm very happy for Landon. He obviously deserves it. He's a Galaxy and U.S. national team legend. He's a big part of why a lot of the American players today are what they are and why they're in Europe and why they want to play for the U.S. badge. But as for the statue, I'm not a huge fan of the design like a couple of people are. I don't know if they chose the correct game to unveil it either. Maybe we can get into a little bit of that later, but I'm happy for Landon. He definitely deserves a statue, and I hope we build another one soon of some players. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Landon statue kind of had some mixed reviews on that one. Um, it, a lot of people thought it looked almost a bit terrifying, especially his facial expressions. It, in, it was interesting. Yeah, in that statue. Um, yeah, I think it's okay, I guess. I mean, the only problem I had with the statue is that the, I wish he had that one pose where he was looking up in, or screaming into the sky on that 2014 MLS Cup final. I wish oh, yeah, was, I remember I, I wish they used that pose for the statue, but I mean, I mean, other than that, I think it's okay. And, and like I said, he deserves it. I mean, I don't know the statue. The statue is, is cool and all, but just some part of the design is is a bit weird. I mean, they made his arms veiny as shit. Like <laughs> I know he looks old. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I took a picture next to it. Yeah, I I didn't get to see it in person. Maybe it's a bit different when you go see it in person, but it's, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. The same thing. Okay. Well, yeah, about yeah. Is it worse in person? If uh no, because you get to see the galaxy like jersey on him, it sticks out a little bit, but it's not the best, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, like I said, the statue's cool, he deserves it. Um a lot of people were talking about who's gonna be the next statue. Uh who do you have anybody in mind for that one? Uh probably Robbie Keane, if I had to say. Robbie Keane. Um, a lot of people are saying um they should get somebody from like the ninety-six era, which I would agree. Uh, yeah. I wasn't alive then, so I wasn't even watching back then. Well, yeah, I guess. But I think 
a lot of people have saying have been saying like, hey, get somebody from the 96 era. I mean, somebody has to get I mean, somebody is going to get there eventually. But a lot of people are saying like, well, that has to be the next one. A lot of people have been saying Cienfuegos or, or Kobe Jones. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think the next statue should be somebody from that era or at least from like 96 from like from the first MLS Cup, like 2002 with whichever in that era. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I think somebody from that era should be the next one. I think Kobe Jones would be cool because he's still a part of the Galaxy organization now, obviously broadcasting. So if he got the next statue, and I think he was from that team too. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that'd be cool. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Cienfuegos just because the fact that the first statue was like, okay, you had Beckham. He was from Europe. Then you had Donovan right now, who's, who's from the U.S., of course. Now let's get somebody else in there who's from representing a different part of, of the world, like Cienfuegos supporting or representing the Salvadorians and really all of Central America. So it'd be cool to get um, get some of that representation in there as well. Have you ever seen Cienfuegos? I've never seen him play before. I've never even seen a highlight because obviously I wasn't alive back then. So. Well, yeah, I don't even think I was a fan at, at that point. Well, I mean, I was a fan. I started being a fan in like 07. But, but yeah, I mean, still, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen Cienfuegos play, but I mean, a lot of people have seen him play from like the Galaxy fan base and a lot of people not yeah. in that era and, you know, just for the Galaxy in general. So, I mean, I think he should be next. Of course, Robbie Keane would be cool to have next as well. I mean, he's definitely going to get a statue at some point there. Yeah, for sure. But and it's it's crazy though because a lot of people are saying like, well, how many statues are they going to make? Because there's a lot of legends to go around when when it comes to like, you know, if you want to really make a statue of, of somebody. Yeah, I wouldn't give a statue to everybody. Only like the best players on a championship winning team. But for like guys like Zlatan or Alessandrini, I'm not giving them a statue like some people want. Well, who said Alessandrini? I, I mean, I maybe I get Zlatan, but like I don't know about Alessandrini getting a statue. <laughs> Some people said that on Instagram. Maybe I'll screenshot some tweets and send them to you. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I would. I don't. Alessandrini does not deserve a statue for the galaxy. I mean, I, don't get me uh-huh. don't get me wrong. I love me some Drini, but like, you know, he he does. He never had that of an impact. Yeah, the fans just really liked him, so I guess there's that. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But yeah, like I said, Landon gets his statue. Um, gets in, named into the Ring of Honor. By the way, LAFC fans disrespecting the legend during that ring of honor ceremony at halftime, you know, just saying, you know, F you Landon and things like that, which is like, by the way, it's like, why <laughs> that, makes no, that makes no, like, I don't know why would you would curse him? Yes. I understand. He's a galaxy legend. He played for the galaxy. You guys don't like galaxy. That's fine. But if it wasn't for Landon, you guys probably would not exist. I mean, realistically, if it wasn't for Landon, maybe this league wouldn't even be where it is today. So it's like, I don't know why you, you're cursing out somebody who's had that big of an impact to not only just, you know, the Galaxy, but to the league in general. I guess they're just mad that he scored on Chivas USA so many times. Yeah, probably. So, by the way, when, when Landon said, like, was like, oh, and beat LAFC in the end, I was hoping he was going to, like, drop an F-bomb on there and just, like, be like, oh, beat fucking LAFC or beat the shit out of them or something. That would have been <laughs> fucking amazing. But, yeah, though, that, that was that was Landon's uh, stuff that happened on, on uh, Sunday. Um, more stuff into the Galaxy news, of course. Uh, via Fania Williams, the, let's talk about a little bit about injuries here. Looks like they're coming back soon. Uh, via Fania posted some stuff on on social media that he was recovering and things like that. So it'll it'll be nice to have them back as well. Um, coming after the international break. Yeah, definitely. I think I've seen enough of Koulibaly and especially Hamaline. So inserting Via Fania and Williams will definitely help upgrade the back line and hopefully just 
let less goals in. So I hope to have them back after the international break. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully those guys are back after that. And then big news that happened yesterday. Um, yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, Julian Julian Rajo has officially switched to the Mexican national team. Of course, he made, I believe it was 16 appearances with the U.S., both youth and senior levels, of course. But yeah, Julian Rajo makes a switch, decides to go with Mexico. He says it was what he wanted. It's what his, you know, it was with, what was within his heart. Um, what are your opinions on that, about Julian Rajo switching? Of course, you're a U.S. fan, so how do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I am a U.S. fan, so obviously when he plays in the USA, I'm not going to want him to succeed. But as for the, the other games, I hope he does well. I hope he gets the starting spot. And, yeah, I'm happy for him. I, I'm happy he's doing what he wants to do and that he's happy with his decision. So I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, we, 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 of course, we wish Julian wherever he goes. Um, of course, as a Mexican <laughs> uh, national team fan, I'm happy that he joined. Um, get rid of his Chaka. Julian should be the starting <laughs> right back for Mexico from here on now. Um, if the, if the Mexico national team wants to win, in my opinion, but yeah, get rid of, get rid of El Chaka. I mean, our right backs in general just suck. So Julian Araujo is a big upgrade. A lot of U S national team fans, of course, um, putting down Julian saying like, oh yeah, he would he's not even like a, a top five, uh, right back for the U S which is absolute, you know, bullshit. Like that dude is, you know, I, if anything, he could have been like third, probably second, third, third or second. Yeah. Like I, th I really genuinely think that. Araujo would have been good. A lot of people just saying that, you know, because he switched and then some people were saying, oh, well, he plays in the MLS. It's like, yeah, but he's the best right back in the MLS. It's like he's probably going to Europe. To yeah. And, and he's probably going to Europe soon. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where people think that Julian Araujo would have not made the U.S. either or like the men. Yeah. Team. Yeah. It's just because he switched up and he's in MLS right now. So they just value some European bench players over him. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely think he could have competed for the job there. But um, yeah, but I do understand why he made the switch. Of course, what he wanted, it's what he wanted. Um, also, part of his family as well, you know, just to, you know, support them, represent them and things like that. So but of course, like we said, uh, Julian Araujo, um, we wish him nothing but the best um, for for me every game. I hope he does well. Um, so, yeah, that, congrats to Julian on that part. So that's all the news we got here. Uh, let's get into some questions. Um, this is going to be the second time we do, we do some, uh, questions here on the show. Um, of course I do this on Instagram. So if you guys ever want to submit questions, I will usually post on my story. Hey, submit questions here. So you can, so we can answer them on the show. Uh, we got a few here, um, from some people. So, um, let's get into it, man. All right. Of course. Start off with this one, uh, football addict 96 on Instagram says, what do you think the MLS lacks on? that's causing it to grow faster and better? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. It's obviously a salary cap. If you had more of a salary cap, I think more teams would be able to afford higher quality players, but the salary cap makes it difficult for teams to bring in the players that they might want. So if MLS raises the salary cap a little bit, which they have this year with the U22 DP rule, I think it will continue to grow. And obviously it's not really an option right now, but I think we will need some sort of promotion relegation so teams actually have something to play for. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I thought he just meant like just the like how people how it would grow like people watching it. But of course, when it comes to the talent and players in the league and things like that, yeah, I would agree. I think the salary cap. I, I don't think it fully holds the league back, but uh, but I think you know getting more money in the salary cap definitely does help. You get more talent, you get more players. You know they get more money, things like that. And um, yeah, promotion relegation. I mean that's something that 
that's always an interesting topic with MLS because I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. No, it won't. In my opinion, especially when you're trying to, when this league is still very young, right? And yeah, still game teams. Yeah. So it's like, it's still very young and you're still trying to sell it to the American people. And you're still trying to make this, you know, I, I think, you know, MLS is a major league in the, in this country now. I think it's, you know, people say it's like, oh, the top four. It's like, well, now it's the top five major leagues in, in sports. Of course, they're number five, but, or, you know, some people could argue that. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, like, growing the league and getting more viewership and things like that, in my opinion, for that aspect, I think there just needs to be a little bit more availability to people and, you know, not make it too expensive for people if they want to watch it. But, I mean, but that's all just for viewership and fan t- and things like that. I don't know if he was asking just in general for the league, like when it comes to the players, but when it comes to viewership and things like that, I think having a little bit more available to people is is something that you should do when it comes to growing this league. But I mean, I don't know what you think about that. So yeah, I think that's a fair point. So I think those are two good ways to develop the league going forward. And another thing that you can do for for like that availability type of thing is like something that I think uh, baseball does is that they usually have a game every week that's on YouTube, so it's free for anybody to watch. I think. MLS should do something like that. I think that that would get not like a major amount of attention, but some, you know, attention for people to watch it if it's something for free. So, you know, people, they should do something like that. But yeah, I I think there's, there's a, there's a few things that you can make uh, the league grow, but I think in general, the league is growing at a, at a good pace. I think more people every year are starting to watch more people are starting to, I mean, actual like players are starting to realize like, Hey, this league isn't that bad. You know, maybe I do want to go there at some point. I mean, when you look at Javelchik, I mean, this guy was like, for example, like he was a player that probably could have stayed in Europe, but he was like, hey, I got an offer here in MLS. You know what? Screw it. Let me go try it. Let me go try it over there. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, in a sense, like everywhere around the league, it's like it's growing at some point. Yeah. Speaking of Javelchik, my opinion on him is he's probably going to have a much bigger role next year in MLS than this year, because this year he's kind of just getting integrated to the team in a system that him and Vanny probably don't know too well. So that's my opinion on him. I don't think he's been a disappointment. I think there's just a lot to be worked out between the two. Yeah, I, I, I would agree on that, which kind of kind of leads into the next question here a little bit, but uh, or just about like the players and the team and stuff like that. Um, Galaxy fan 82 uh, 007. Uh, send me this question saying, who do you think Greg is going to fire slash release in the offseason? Now, I don't think Greg is in charge of the firing here, but no, but of course, but of course, there is rumor saying that if DTK leaves, there could be a possibility he takes the GM role. So maybe he could at some point in the offseason fire somebody. But I think, you know, for the question, like kind of uh, change up the question a little bit here is more like, who do you think we should keep and kind of who do you think we're going to let go at the end of the season? Yeah, well, f- for his question, someone that we should let go or who I think is going to be let go is Jonathan Dos Santos. I think the writing on the walls for him to leave. I think his career is starting to wind down a little bit. He's going to go retire in Mexico where he's happier. It's his home. So, And he's not a great fit on this team anyways with Revolution playing well this year. So, yeah, I think Dos Santos is probably the most likely player to leave so far. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a player that I think, yeah, like you said, the writing's on the wall. Uh, it, I, and I think a lot of people are preparing for his departure at the end of the season. Um, of course, I think a lot of people want some, or not maybe not a lot, but like a good amount of people say that LeJet should leave at the end of the season or we should trade him or sell him or whatever. 
um, that could mind. be a, that could be a possibility of him, uh, you know, going out to a different team in the league. I think, you know, we're just not getting that much out of legit when it comes at least to the galaxy. Of course, I think his stock is pretty high considering what he does with the U.S. men's national team. So, I mean, who knows? We could we could probably release him in the end. Um, and I think you could agree on that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind releasing him, especially if he continues to play like crap the rest of the season. But we'll see about that in the offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah, for players, I think that's basically it. Like when you come to like release people, I guess. But yeah, you know, of course, you're going to send Nico back because he's on loan, which, by the way. Yeah, please, you know, please. Yeah, we're, <laughs> you know, we're going to have when that happens, we're going to be jumping around. But but yeah, there's I mean, there's some people that you can release. Uh, um, Sasha Kleshin is another person, I think, that you probably need to let go at the end of the I'm going to retire or, or yeah, or retire or if he retires, which, you know, I, I think you will. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that is a big possibility. He is up there in age, but that, but that's why, you know, you kind of had to let him go. It's nothing bad about Sasha in general. I mean, of course, Sasha's a great player. He's had a great career, but you know, we're basically at the end of the career here for him. So yeah, that's another player. I think you can, you can release here at the end of the season. All right, then I can't really pronounce this guy's username, but we're just I, if he's listening or if this person's listening, uh, of course, uh, they answered this question. We've already answered this question many times before, but they sent are the are the galaxy on the, you know, in panic mode at the moment, which. Yes. One hundred percent. It's yes. Um, of course, for the person who sent this question, if you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the, to the podcast. But if our past few episodes have been you know, the panic mode or the panic button. 100% the Galaxy are in the panic panic mode. They've pressed the panic button here. You have six games left in the season. We're nine-game winless, um, you know, nine-game winless streak here. So, yes, the, the the panic button has been pressed. We're in the moment. We're panicking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 100% we're in panic mode. So Yeah, there's no other choice about that. If you're not in panic mode, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah, honestly, like that, there is a very few select people that are saying like that are like, you know what, we still got time. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> like, we don't have time. Like, we we really don't have time. If anything, time is of the essence. And if you look at the the remaining schedule, which, by the way, in the next episode, probably we'll we will talk about the remaining schedule. We will, we will talk about. We will preview that. But if you look at the remaining schedule, it is not easy. I mean, the next game alone, Portland is is going to be tough. Yes, we're at home, but. Portland has good. been on yeah, Portland has been on fire um recently. So it's like it's not going to be easy. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're 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 definitely in the panic mode here. So to answer your question, yes, <laughs> we are in the panic mode. But yeah, that's basically some of the questions they've asked us. Of course, thank you for submitting those questions. If you want to submit more, of course, I'll put something on my story. Uh, you know, if you want to send a question to us and we'll answer it for you, of course. So um but thank you to everyone who sent the question. And um, that's basically it for the show. Uh, not that much to talk about. Of course, we don't have a preview for the next game because we're on international break next week. That'll be the preview will be then. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait one more week till we get that preview in. But, yeah, that's the show. Um, of course, if you want to follow us on our social medias, you can follow LA Galaxy Central at LA Galaxy Central on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Insider Galaxy on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me personally, it's at DJ Porco on Instagram. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at it's double underscore Eric. So follow me there. Um, which, by the way, on Twitter, you reached 100 followers, right? 
Yeah, I followed a lot of people, so I was trying to grow my account just a little bit. Yeah, there you go. So congrats. Uh, 100, 100 followers for LA Galaxy Central on Twitter, but if you want to keep raising that up, go follow him, of course. Um, yeah, so those are our social medias. Um, anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? No, I had a great time talking with you, and I hope to be back next episode previewing next game, and hopefully we pick up a good result. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, because we, we need the results. We need the points. Uh, yeah, all of sure. them. We need all. Yeah, it's basically almost like you need all the points here on out. So, yeah, we'll talk about that next week, of course. We hope you join us then. So, um, yeah, that's the show for this one. Um, I hope everybody's having a good day. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Um, hopefully you guys stay safe. Um, don't do stupid shit, uh, especially like stuff that happened on su- on Sunday, with all the fights and things like that, which, by the way, I didn't really get into it. But of course, I am very disappointed in what happened on Sunday. Um, I'm disappointed in the front offices from both teams, especially Galaxy, because it was our, at our home. Um, of course, I've expressed many things about that. Security was was downright terrible that day. Um, uh, of course, fans did not represent well. So when, when we're back, you know represent well um because if you're a fan of the team you gotta you know represent the team you know at you know at to a certain degree right so yeah that that is another thing so be safe don't do anything stupid so yeah and um yeah hope to see you all back next week and uh geez up seven words be